over there. Wouldn't have been good. Okay, so let's go ahead and open up your word to um, John chapter 10. We're going to be starting in verse 11. And that is um, talking about Jesus being the good shepherd. And this morning we talked about, um, we talked about Jesus uh, as he's saying he was the bread of life. So now we're doing another I am statement of Jesus. And remember that the I am's come from whenever Moses said, who do I say sent me? And God spoke to him in that burning bush said, tell him I am that I am. And that's it. And we looked at Genesis chapter 1 in the beginning, God. And that's, you can't believe that Then the rest of the Bible is irrelevant. So anyway, so we're going to go ahead and start in John chapter 10 verses 11 through 16. So if you would, stand in honor and the arena of God's word together. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for his, the sheep. But a higher hand, or hireling, whichever one you have, he who is not the shepherd, one who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. The wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. The hireling flees because he is a hireling and does not care about the sheep. I am the good shepherd, and I know my sheep, and I am known by my own. As the Father knows me, even so I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. And other sheep I have which are not of this fold, them also I must bring, and they will hear my voice, and there will be one flock and one shepherd. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for the reading of your word together as a uh, congregation. Father, I just pray and ask that you are exalted through this time we have together in Christ's name. Amen. Okay, so now we see that Jesus is talking about uh, one of the I am statements. And we're going to look at um, the I am statements real quick before we really dig into this uh, I am statement. The first I am statement that Jesus says um, is that I am the bread of life. And the second one is that he says, I am the light of the world. The third one, I am the door of the sheep, and I am the good shepherd. And I am the resurrection and the life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the true vine. So he, he deals with um, the people and the children of Israel when he's preaching this and about who he is. And just a little bit of, a little more of history. I think I might have said this this morning that um, the religious leaders knew all of this. That's one of the things they had to do as Pharisees and all. They knew, they knew the um, Old Testament. And so when Jesus was saying that I am, he was saying, I am the Son of God. And they were like, or I'm um, the Messiah. The, what was prophesied, um, the prophecy fulfilled in the Old Testament is being fulfilled in Jesus Christ in this time. And they were so blinded by their own lust and desires that they couldn't see that. So he's, he says right here, he tells the people, he said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for his sheep. And we know that he did that. We know that he went to the cross or he was going to the cross, and he was telling, he was going to the cross, he told his disciples, his followers, that he was going, his time wasn't yet, but it was coming. So he was going to the cross, he was going to lay down his life for us, for his sheep, and all. And um, so we know that that time's coming. He says, but a higher hand, hired hand, we're going to call him a hired hand, because hireling gets tongue twisted up here. Um, a hired hand who is, um, not the shepherd, one who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees, and the, wee, the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. 
So we're looking at the uh, hired hand. What he's talking, what Jesus is talking about here, is that he's coming up into Jerusalem, and he knows that he has some of the children in Jerusalem, some of his sheep that are in Jerusalem. And the hired hands that he's talking about here are the Pharisees. And the Pharisees can care, they don't care about any of the people there. They just care, care about what they can get out of everything. They, they, they care about their social status. They care about um, popularity. I reckon that would go along with social status. They care about how much money they can have. And they want to be praised. And we know that another figure in the Bible that wanted to be praised now was Satan. So we see that maybe, just maybe that the Pharisees have fell up under the spell of Satan and they want to be all that. They want to be praised. Now they want to be like God. So they can care, they don't, they, they don't care about the sheep. Because when danger starts coming, they're going to scatter. They're going to leave. They're going to protect their self. They're so selfish. They're so self-righteous that they can care less about their sheep. But Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. I lay down my life for my sheep. And we know that David wrote Psalms 23 from a shepherd's point of view. And he says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I shall not want anything else but the Lord is my shepherd. My, my shepherd, a good shepherd is going to lead the sheep to safety. Y'all know that if a sheep goes into, a, uh, into water and bends over and starts drinking water and that wool starts getting wet, what happens? Pretty soon the back feet's going to start coming up and they're going to just bloop right off in that water because it, that wool gets so heavy that they will drown. A good shepherd is not going to allow that to happen. He has a rod and he has a staff in his hands. He's gonna, and that staff has a crook on it so he can reach down and grab the sheep and pull them to safety. And that's what a good shepherd does. He keeps an eye out on all his sheep. And he's not going to allow any kind of danger to harm his sheep. He's going to protect his sheep at all costs. That's the reason why he has that rod. That's the reason why he has that staff. That's the reason why David, when he was a shepherd, he carried that sling, that slingshot and that stone. That's the reason why he was able to pop Goliath right between the eyes and kill him. It's because I figured David had plenty of time to sit there and practice with that thing. And um, he got good. He knew exactly how accurate he was at whatever distance. And all. I believe that's the reason why he run to the battle lines and all to face Goliath. And all because he knew exactly where he needed to be. That's what a good shepherd does. A good shepherd's going to watch over his sheep. He's going to protect his sheep. David killed a lion and a bear um, to protect his sheep. And, um, and I, uh, God would do anything... To protect his sheep, so we see that we see that the hired hands, these Pharisees, they did not care. So anyway, so Jesus brought that out to them, and they, I can, I can probably, I can picture them. A lot of times when I'm reading this stuff um, here in the Bible, I'm, I'm, my mind is wandering back and just seeing them sitting back over there, their arms folded. No, they, they, they tune into everything that he has to say, but they pretty much tuned out in their hearts. Because they're like, they're trying to, um, what, do, what do we want to call that? Um, critique everything that Jesus is saying. Because he's stepping on their toes. He's stepping on their toes and he's, not, or, and he's not holding any punches. 
So he's telling them, and, um, and they, they, they're so blinded by their own desires and all that they can't even see that he's talking about them during this time. So he says that they don't care about a sheep. And in verse 14 he says, I am the good shepherd, and I know my sheep, and I am known by my own. And what he's talking about, he said, he, I can, he, he was talking about coming up to the gates of Jerusalem, and um, his sheep that's in Jerusalem is going to hear his voice. He's going to call them out. A good shepherd will talk to his sheep. A good shepherd can have his sheep in a sheep pen along with other shepherd's sheep and sheep pens. But that good shepherd can walk over to, his, uh, to the entrance and he can, um, I would say, say some words and all his sheep are going to come running to him. Those other sheep are not because they don't know him. It's just, the, just this shepherd's sheep is going to come to him. And sometimes he, got, he names his sheep. And he got Betty over here. He got Louise over here. He got Johnny, Bob. He might call them all out, and they come running to him. And that's the same thing he does with us. He calls us out. He called me out in 1992. Jeff, I want you to follow me. And I'm glad I was in tune and heard his voice, so I, I could follow my Savior. So um, that's what he's talking about. He said a good shepherd takes time with his sheep, gets to know his sheep, and takes care of his sheep. You know what happens when a sheep wanders? When a sheep wanders from the flock and all, that good shepherd knows if he has a hundred of those sheep, he's gonna, he knows where these 99 are. He's going to go look for that one sheep that wandered away. And he's going to find that sheep. He's going to bring that sheep back. If that sheep wanders again, guess what he does with that club or that rod? He's going to break that leg of that sheep. And he's going to carry that sheep on his shoulders. And once that leg is healed, now that sheep never leaves his side again, never wanders again. And sometimes it takes on God breaking us to get us to not to wander no more. But that's what a good shepherd does because he loves his sheep. He loves his sheep and he don't want anything to happen to his sheep. And he don't want anything to happen in any of us as his children. And he's going to do whatever he can to protect all of us. And I believe the reason why, I mean, he gives us his word so we can read his word, we can study his word, and all, therefore we can discern um, anything that can harm us. And we can stay away from it. The world says things are good and, and pleasing, and, and, and a lot of times it is. But God, does God's word says that, say that? We've got to look at God's word. We've got to do like the Bereans. We've got to take everything and test it against Scripture. Whatever we hear, whatever they, uh, is said, now we need to um, search the scripture and test it and see if it is of God. So he says, I'm the good shepherd. I know my sheep. My sheep know me. And he goes on, he says, As the Father knows me, even so I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. Verse 16, And other sheep I have which are not of this fold, them also I must bring. And they will hear my voice, and there will, be no one, there will be one flock and one shepherd. What he's talking about here, he said not just the Jewish people, the Israelites is in the Jerusalem when he speaks, and they hear his voice, and they come following him. And when he talks about these, shepherd, these sheep that's not of his fold, he's talking about the Gentiles. He's talking about you and me, because how many in here are full-blooded Jews? Not near one of us in here. So that makes us a Gentile. So when he, he, that's what he's talking about. He's saying there's other ones that's not of this fold that know me, that are mine, and hear my voice and follow me. 
and he's going to he'd do the same thing for you and me as he, he does for the children of Israel to protect us, to keep us from going into danger. So Jesus is the good shepherd. So let's flip over real quick to Psalms 23. I love this psalm. I don't know how who else does, but I love it. So anyway, all right, Psalms 23, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. We don't want anything else but the Lord being our shepherd, being our good shepherd that's going to lead us and knowing that he's going to take care of us. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me besides the still waters. He's going to give us the best of the best. He's going to put us in green pastures where we're not going to have to be searching for th- food. Um, I'm saying us. The sheep in green pastures, and all I would say us, yeah. We're not going to have to, we, we're not going to want. We're not going to be in need. He's going to take care of us. He's going to fulfill all our needs. And he leads us beside still water. Still waters and all, raging, uh, raging water, rough waters is going to make sheep nervous. And all, but sheep are, are stupid animals. I mean, I'm just trying to think of a good word to say, but they are stupid animals. Uh, they can't fend for themselves. If they fall over and roll over on their back, and all, you better go pick them up, or they're gonna lay there and die. They're gonna be, and they can't, won't be able to get up. They don't know how. Like I said, they get wet. That wool gets wet. It pulls them in. They drown. So that's the reason why the good shepherd he leads them in, into, he makes them lie down in green pasture. He leads them beside still water. He restores their souls. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. We see that. He restores, he leads, he's taking care of us. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. We live that in that, we live in the valley of the shadow of death. We live in a dark world. That's the reason why he says you need to be in the world but not of the world. We need to be that light in that dark world every day of our lives. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I would fear no evil. Because God in 2 Timothy 1.7 says, I don't give you that spirit of fear, but I give you that spirit of power, of love, and a sound mind. You know what? That same power that so rose Jesus from the grave lives in each one of us. And whenever we all gather up and all, and all that power's in this building right here, guess what's not coming through that door? And then we take this power, all this power out there, guess what happens then? As long as we have Christ in us, and who can be against us, you know what I mean? Okay, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. I like that part. I said, the rod and staff comforts me and all, because the rod and staff made to, well, the, uh, the staff is to pull them out, and that rod is for correction. Now, I mean, my dad you know, corrected me a few times and all when I was growing up, and I, y'all know what I mean. One day he had, a, he had a leather strap my grandpa gave him that the barbers used to sharpen their razors on, he gave me that leather strap about that long, about that wide, and it was probably about a little over an eighth inch thick, and I did something I wasn't supposed to do, and when my dad finally caught up to me, he grabbed me on my left arm, and we got to square dancing because he got to beat me from the bottom, top of my head to the bottom of my feet, and I promise you, I never did it again, and until the day he died, if he ever told me to jump, I was going to ask him how high and how many times because I didn't want that no more. He got my attention with that. And I think that's the same thing with that rod of correction. God does that. He gets our attention. When we go astray and we keep going astray, he's going to get our attention. You prepared a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anointed my head with oil. 
my cup runs over. The anointing with oil, the sheep, now they had a bad problem with flies back then that the sheep would get, I mean the flies would get all up in their nose and in their eyes and everything, they couldn't breathe. So they anoint them with oil to keep those flies out. And keep the, I would say, those things that aggravate you, the things that brings you discomfort uh, in your life, He's going to take care of that. He's going to anoint you to keep that from aggravating you. You just got to give it to Him. Give it to Him and um, let Him take care of it. My cup runs over. That's the blessings right there. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And He's going to be with us. We're going to be with Him forever, for eternity because we spend so much time we spend so much time worrying about this life we are right now. We spend so much time, and look, I tell you what, that, might, that time, our life might be like this to God. We spend so much time like, right in this area, and everything else on the other side of that is eternity. What we should be doing is during this time is um, spending time preparing for that and not for this because this is what's going to matter. Eternity, where you're going to spend it, is where it, what matters. And that's up to you. That's not up to me. That's not up to Brother Jeff. That's up to you. Now, you're the only one that can have that relationship with Jesus Christ. I can't have it for you. But I can show you the relationship I have with him and through the, what I do, my actions, my attitude toward things, and how he has helped me through um, certain areas. And like I said this morning, like he's still working on me. So anyway, so... I think I'm doing good on time, too. All right. One little last thing. He says in verse 17, Therefore my Father loves me because I lay down my life and I may take it again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down and I have power to take it up. This command I have received from my Father. And what he's saying right there, he said, you know, when it's time for me to go to the cross, I'm doing it on my own. Nobody's coming to get me and taking me there. I'm going for my people, for my children. I'm going to lay down my life for my sheep. And I have the power to raise it up again. And that's what happened. He died on that cross for you and me. They took him off that cross. They placed him in that tomb, just like I said this morning. They put that stone, and they sealed that stone. by Man sealed that stone. But they didn't look, no matter what man can do, God can undo because when they sealed that stone, he moved it away. He said, you're not holding him in. He come out of that tomb three days later, alive. And now he's at the right hand of the Father, waiting to come back and get us. Come back to get his sheep. And I believe when that trumpet uh, sounds and all, I, I think every one of us is going to hear our name called. All at one time. And then we're going to just be with him forever and ever. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you so much for this time you've given us to be here and, Father, and study your word again. Father, I thank you for this, this time um, that you have set aside for all these um, different Bible studies groups and for the kids all the way up to the adults. And, Father, I just, uh, just praise you for this church right here being the light in this community, in this dark world that we live in. I, God, I pray that there's, if there's a heart, somebody in here tonight that don't know you as their, their Lord and Savior, that today is the day of salvation, not tomorrow, but today is. 
God, if you're speaking to them, Father, I pray that they just let loose what they're holding on to and give themselves to you. God, I just thank you so much for your son Jesus for being that sacrifice for us on the cross, for going to that cross and for dying for his sheep. And you have the power to rise up again, and you did. And thank you so much for that. In Christ's name, amen.